welcome to Decoding Debbie. I am Brandon Hay, and you can find me on Twitter at HayB3. And we are brought to you by the IDP guys. Please make sure to subscribe to our YouTube page. There's tons of content coming through there. So last week was just an appetizer for college football in week zero. There was uh, around eight or nine games, but it was very exciting. And then this week we'll have the full slate. So let's go ahead and get into it. I'm going to pre. I'm going to review some of the games and players from last week. Uh, review my DFS bets and prize picks. See where I went wrong, and then talk about Devi players and predictions for next week. So let's go ahead and get into it. So in case you missed it, Nebraska lost another close game. Uh, Scott Frost made some bad decisions. I thought that offense looked very good in the first half, and then it just fell apart, especially after he did an onside kick after they went up 11 points. Uh, Northwestern will play very gutsy, and uh, honestly, uh, Fitz, Fitzgerald are just outcoached Scott Frost, so the time is ticking for him. Western Kentucky brought in a new quarterback in Austin Reed. They did win the game, but it wasn't nearly as prolific as it was last year with Bailey Zappi. Uh, UNLV won easily, and Ricky White had a big day. He was in my DFS lineup, and we'll talk about him later. Illinois uh, won easily. Florida State took care of it pretty easily. A lot of new players in North Carolina came to the forefront. And then Nevada also came out victorious in the Week 0 games. Some key performances, uh, there's a couple North Carolina guys on here. Uh, Drake May went 29 of 37 for 294 yards, 5 touchdowns, 55 rush yards in his first start. I thought he looked very good. Obviously, uh, if you hadn't heard, uh, FAMU, Florida A&M, was missing quite a few players, especially one of their uh, marquee defensive ends. So a lot of players were wide open, but Drake May, you know, delivered the passes and looked impressive, was able to have a very nice, a couple nice runs, one for um, a big game. And then he was able to uh, pick out the receivers and make plays. Uh, he placed the ball very well. There were times where he had to, uh, where he threw it and the receivers had to stop. But uh, hopefully with more time, he'll get more used to that. Um, and then uh, down here, we have George Petaway and Omarion Hampton. Uh, they combined for 152 yards and three touchdowns and 18 attempts. Most of that was from Hampton, but Petaway had a touchdown also. Petaway looks very good in the open field. Hampton is a bruiser. Um, it's going to be the, doing the early down work. Uh, he didn't start. DJ Jones started, but it was only by name. It looked like Hampton got the most carries. Chase Brown, a player I like a lot at Illinois, he only had uh, over 15 carries four times last year. No problem with that. This game had 19 for 151, two touchdowns, three receptions for 16 yards and a touchdown, which is big because he only had 14 receptions last year. So it looks like going to be more involved. And, uh, you know, I think he's a player we definitely need to look at because he couldn't move up boards. Um, I think if he has a huge season, he might be able to move up to a similar spot as someone like a Damian Pierce this last year or maybe even a Michael Carter. Uh, with Northwestern, uh, Cam Porter came back from an injury that took him out most of the season last year. 
He had he struggled at first with a fumble, but then he came back strong with 19 carries for 94 yards and a touchdown. But the but the main guy was Evan Hole with 22 attempts for 119, a touchdown, and 70 yards. So that's like a good one-two punch. But Evan Hole did get 60% of the snaps, and he not only showed his power but uh, some elusiveness. So that'll be interesting with Northwestern using those two bats this year. And then uh, Toa Toa uh, from Nevada, you know, he really carried that offense with 19 for 109 yards. So let's talk about this first full week of college football. Um, On Thursday night, a pretty big one, uh, Penn State plays Purdue. Uh, I think it'll be very, very interesting Penn State has some new pieces, uh, especially uh, Katron Allen and Nick Singleton are two freshman running backs. And they also, also got uh, Mitchell Tinsley from Western Kentucky. So uh, they should have a, you know, a good offense. It depends on what uh, what they can do through, through the air. Uh, but And then uh, Purdue returns Aiden O'Connell. Uh, they got a you know, a couple transfers in there too. Uh, Tyron Tracy from Iowa in the spring game, he was playing in the slot and he looked to get a lot of chemistry with the quarterbacks. So that's a very interesting game. I think Penn State will will pull that one out. Then on Saturday, Oregon and Georgia, um, someone that Georgia should be uh, familiar with is Bo Nitz from Auburn. He's the quarterback now at Oregon, new coaching staff. Um, so, and then Georgia you know, brings back Stetson Bennett and uh, Kendall Milton should get the main start for uh, running the ball. They have a lot of talent, um, especially at tight ends. Uh, but I think Georgia will prevail in this one, although since it's the first game, it might be closer than it would be later in the season, especially since it's at Oregon. Then Cincinnati and Arkansas play. It's going to be very interesting if Cincinnati – can replace Jerome Ford and Desmond Ritter from last year. On their depth chart, they have Ben Bryant and Evan Prater at quarterback as an or for first string. Uh, I believe – I thought Evan Prater was going to get the, the start, so it'll be interesting what they do there. And also they have four running backs listed as starters or um, – and one is Corey Kiner, the transfer from LSU. Arkansas returns KJ Jefferson and Raheem Sanders should be a good one-two punch. Without Traylon Burks, they're going to have to replace that production. Uh, Jadon Hazelwood transferred from Oklahoma, but it will be interesting uh, how they do that. And I, I do think Arkansas is going to win this game, but it all depends on how the Cincinnati offense goes with so many new pieces. Utah is going to travel to Florida. I'm very interested to see what the Gators look like with transfer Montreal Johnson at running back. who got a lot of play in the spring game and, um, and obviously Anthony Richardson. He has a lot of hype coming out. If he can stay healthy and interesting to see if he really improves as an overall quarterback, Utah returns a lot of starters, including quarterback Cam Rising and Tavian Thomas. So just because of Utah's ability on both of the lines, it's probably more um, have more depth than Florida. I think Utah will pull this out, even though that they have to go to the swamp. Uh, uh, probably the biggest game of the week is Notre Dame against Ohio State. Ohio State returns 
you know, a lot on offense, even though they lost Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. They still have Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, Buka, uh, Marvin Harrison Jr., Trevian Henderson. I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. Question is, can Notre Dame keep up? Uh, they're, bringing, they're starting a new quarterback in Tyler Buchner, who is a high recruit that's going to finally get his chance. Lorenzo Styles at wide receiver showed some good things last year. See if he can continue. And at running back, there's going to be a mix of Chris Tyree and Logan Diggs. I think Notre Dame's going to have to still score with them. And also, I don't. Ohio State's defense got a new defensive coordinator from Oklahoma State. Will they be better? How quickly will they be better? I think they'll do enough to win comfortably, but Notre Dame might be able to put some points, and this will be one of my bets later on. Another intriguing game out of the ACC is Louisville against Syracuse. Syracuse has Garrett Schrader, who is a uh, mobile quarterback, not a great passer. See if he improves this year, but they do have Sean Tucker, who has just been amazing his first two years. So it will be interesting because the Sean Tucker really going against Malik Cunningham and uh, for Louisville, he's kind of my dark horse for the Heisman. Um, very elusive player, uh, dynamic is a very good deep ball needs to work on some of his uh, inaccuracies and in decision making but they all Louisville also got some good transfers in and Tyon Evans running back from Tennessee and Tyler Hudson running wide receiver from Arkansas State and they also have Jalen Mitchell and Trevion Cooley in the backfield so I think there's a lot of weapons for Cunningham I see him pointing that out for Louisville and I see them as a dark horse also for the ACC then the last game I want to talk about is the LSU-FSU game. FSU won easily against an inferior opponent last week. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if they can continue on that. Um, they were able to run the ball very well, uh, you know, quarterback and running back. Running back uh, Trey Ward looked very good, and this will be LSU's first game. It'll be interesting because they have a couple transfers. Noah Kane from Penn State will be at running back. Um, it'll be interesting what Keishon Boutte can do. And then also the quarterback is kind of up in the air, either Jaden Daniels, the transfer from Arizona State, who had a lot of promise his freshman year, but has kind of fallen off. And Garrett Nussmeyer, who has been there, but, uh, you know, had a couple of good games. But it'll be interesting what Brian Kelly can do with that team. So now here's some Debbie players to watch. I already mentioned some for Ohio State, pretty much that whole offense. Um, Stroud should put up huge numbers. Let's see how Travion and Jackson Smith and Jigba. Um, for Jackson Smith and Jigba, it'll be interesting if he'll still stay in the slot, be moved around. So just see how that offense continues to grow. They just keep on replacing players. Uh, Luther Burden at Missouri. Uh, they lost Tyler Beatty from last year, who is their real focal point of offense. I'll be interested to see. How much he gets early on. His tape is electric in high school, and I would imagine they're going to find a way to get him the ball. So I want to see how he does this first week. And then with Penn State, uh, you know, a couple of players, Nicholas Singleton, a lot of hype. And like I said, Katron Allen has showed some good things too. See how much those running backs play early on as freshmen. And Parker Washington, he had over 800 yards last year. They say he's going to take over the Jahan Dotson role. And, uh, you, you know, I just want to see how he does in that number one role. I think he's going to be very good this year and have a kind of 
jump up like Jahan Dotson. Already talked about Chase Brown. Um, see if he can continue that. They play Indiana. Um, see with a better competition than Wyoming. Then with Alabama, they play Utah State. Should be able to take care of them. But I want to see how they use the talented running back Jameer Gibbs that I love. He's the, my second-ranked player in Debbie. Uh, he came from Georgia Tech. Uh, a lot of that, he's a big in the dual threat. He's never played with this much talent at Georgia Tech. I want to see how much they really use him um, running the ball and it, the receiving game. I want to see Bryce Young with these new Bama receivers. They have a couple transfers, one Jermaine Burton from Georgia who didn't get really um, utilized as much as probably they want and see if some of those uh, now sophomore receivers, that big re recruiting class from last year can really jump up. Already talked about Anthony Richardson, Florida. He looks the part, but kind of want to see um, if he can put it all together. Last year, he was more of an athlete playing quarterback. Can he really just play, show that he's a full quarterback now? He has all the physical tools. And Michigan, you know, they're going to run the ball again. They have another couple of dynamic running backs. Blake Corum comes back. Uh, if he can stay healthy, I, you know, I think he'll go well over 1,200 yards. He's going to be the main rusher. Then Donovan Edwards, they're going, I think they're going to use kind of like the Georgia used uh, James Cook last year. Uh, out of the backfield, he'll do some running, but he'll be really valuable in the passing game. I'm really interested to see how they how that offense goes. Especially since uh, you know they're going to split the time for the two quarterbacks the first two games in K. McNamara and J.J. McCarthy. USC has a ton of new players transfers. Uh, Caleb Williams and Mario Williams came with Lincoln Riley to USC from Oklahoma. See how they do, and also Jordan Addison is there. See if that offense can really hit the ground running. A player that a lot of people are higher on than I am, Braylon Allen from Wisconsin. He had a great year last year, but he didn't necessarily have big games or play that much against the tougher defenses like Penn State and Michigan. So I just want to see if he continues that production this year. Ole Miss, Zach Evans, he's not going to be get a full workload because they got um, some other running backs that transferred in. But I want to see how Lane Kiffin uses him, um, especially with him bringing in a new quarterback also. At BYU, Jaron Hall, um, could he have a a kind of uprising or jumping up like Zach Wilson did? He shows a lot of nice things, but a lot of the same things that I worried about with Zach Wilson. So he doesn't see the easy throws. He can make the spectacular, but he needs to read defenses faster. I already talked about Malik Cunningham and Sean Tucker, and lastly Will Shipley. Uh, he had a a very good freshman season, um, overshadowed by Draymond Allen and Travion Henderson. But after missing a few games, he really came in and uh, had some very, very productive time and uh, was number one running back. I think with the passing game still up in the air, they're really going to utilize Will Shipley and depend on him. And I do hope that they give him more passing work because I think he's very dynamic not only just out of the backfield, but you can split him out also. So there's some players to kind of look at. Um, well, every week I'll kind of do this review and also say players that we need to kind of watch out for. So here's some bets I like. Like I said, I like Penn State. They're um, a three-and-a-half favorite at Purdue. I just think they're going to have too much offensive power. 
for Purdue. Uh, so I have Penn State there. NC State at East Carolina. I like them at um, as 11.5-point favorites. Uh, Devin Leary is another kind of uh, underdog that I like. Not an underdog, but a little – someone that's not as, uh, you know, high level or known as well. And I think he could jump up possibly to the top five in quarterbacks in the 2023 draft. He threw for 35 touchdowns last year. I think the offense will do very well against East Carolina in that NC State defense. It's very good. So that's why I think they could be one of the teams coming out of the ACC. I also like Houston, a four-point favorite at UTSA. Uh, they bring back Clayton Toon, who's a senior, and then they also have Nathaniel Dell, who's a dynamic, quick receiver, and they brought in a freshman that's already, uh, you know, impressing, and Matthew Golden. Uh, they did lose their running back, but I think they have enough pieces that that offense will really um, be humming this year, and I think they're one of the um, G5 schools that could make some noise, kind of like Cincinnati did last year. And lastly, Notre Dame at Ohio State. Like I said, I have Ohio State winning fairly comfortable. Uh, I'm not willing to do the 17, but I do like the over of 59 and a half. I just don't think Notre Dame is going to be able to hold Ohio State down. Um, you know, Ohio State is going to score, you know, even in their bad offensive games last year, which bad was still 500 yards, scored, you know, 24 to 27 points. So I see them coming out strong <clears throat> over 30 points. And then I could see um, Notre Dame getting in the, the 20. So I like the over in this game. All right. So let's look at uh, the DraftKings lineup from last week. So I did some good things, did some not so good things. So as we can see, I was really high on Jordan Travis, and he didn't really perform as high for the amount that uh, that I had spent for him. But, you know, um, Ward was a good play by me. You see 27 points compared to the 9.9 projected. Uh, Trey Palmer did pretty well, got, um, got above that. The big one was Ricky White, uh, like I said, from Michigan S State. And then they, they've been saying he's been uncoverable in camp and he went off scored over 41 points um casey thompson ended up a little over his uh 18 but he had much more room uh to do that but really missed some throws in the second half so i would say out of the eight i'd say i hit on four so half obviously uh wilson didn't get any catches which is surprising and then washington only got a you know a few few yards. I picked the wrong Washington. I should have picked um, the receiver uh, Marcus Washington, I believe, or it's in Washington or Northwestern. He had a much better game. So this is my Thursday uh, DraftKings lineup. I like Jake Hayner at Fresno State. I had to pay up for him, but I just think he's going to have a big game, and I wanted to to match him up with Jalen Cropper and do that stack, but instead I did. Josh Kelly is the second receiver. He had 52 catches and 778 yards last year, so I like that. Um, went with Lou Nichols uh, from Central Michigan. Uh, I know, you know, that that high points per game. He's playing a good Oklahoma State defense, but I still am hoping 
for him to do well, um, hope, hoping that they can get him some yards early on so they don't have to play catch-up. And Ontario Brown from Northern Illinois, I really liked at that price point. He had 538 yards and five touchdowns last year in only eight games. And in six of his eight games, he had 70-plus yards. So I like that. Uh, I talked about Tyrone Tracy, transferred from Iowa to Purdue because I am picking up Aiden O'Connell because that Purdue offense really throws the ball a lot. They don't really depend on the run. So I wanted to get someone for him, so that's their time on Tracy. And then I like Parker Washington. It's at Purdue defense. I think they're really going to give him the ball quite a bit. Um, and then lastly, you know, I could kind of looking for a cheap price. And Javon Baker is the Alabama transfer. He's in the starting lineup per the UCF depth chart. So at that 3500 price point, I wanted to play him because he's a starter for them, even though they're playing low-level competition. I see high upside there uh, with them bringing in some new receivers, and maybe they can get that passing game going at UCF. And now my Saturday lineup. Uh, Quarterback-wise, staying in the state of North Carolina with Drake May versus at state uh, we saw that North Carolina's defense is not very good against FAMU so that I think North Carolina is going to be in a lot of shootouts so and also I paid up for Josh Downs because you know he always performs and they're, if they're going to throw it a lot he's going to get open so I paid I wanted to give that amount then with uh, Devin Leary I've talked about him I think he's going to be very good um, it's still up in the air, you know, who exactly their go, they're go-to at running back is going to be. And I just think with that 35 touchdowns last year, they're going to lean on him. So when I talked about earlier, Marcus Golden, the freshman, um, I, you know, as the second receiver for Houston, I loved his price point of under 5000 at 4900 Then uh, running back-wise, Donovan Edwards at 5000 I thought was a steal based on how I think he's going to get a lot of work uh, for Michigan this year, uh, the backfield, a lot of receptions. In this game, you know, they'll probably split a lot of time against Colorado's, Colorado State, um, you know, trying to get both running backs in there. And then Devin Achang, uh, Texas A&M, he averaged seven yards per carry last year and had five games over 90 yards, and that was splitting time with Isaiah Spiller. So now he is the main guy. And then we have uh, Torrey Horton from Colorado State. So the coach of Nevada brought some players from uh, Nevada. So he's going to be the kind of the lead guy there. So he uh, he had 600 plus yards last year, five touchdowns, uh, greater than 90 receiving yards in four games. And that's with him being the second option, maybe the third option behind uh, wide receiver Romeo Dubs, that is with the Green Bay Packers, and Cole Turner, the big target tight end that is with the Washington Commanders. And lastly, I went with uh, Sims, the tight end for Bowling Green State. He had 41 for over 400 yards last year. He had five games where he had over 40 yards and had four or more receptions in six games. It's kind of at the at the bottom, and I wanted to get someone that uh, hit that price point. And also, you know, they're probably going to be playing behind with UCLA and, you know, could get a lot of yardage there in the passing game. So these are the price picks for last week. Went two for four. Malachi Corley was very close. He just needed one more catch and just didn't get it. I was watching that game. 
It was very frustrating because he had three touchdowns. So you'd think he had more catches, but didn't hit that. The Mike Wright um, went well over on the fantasy score. Um, did a lot more fantasy scores this week. Uh, Tua went over on the yardage. And Casey Thompson really disappointed me. Uh, didn't really run at all. I thought he'd easily get that 11.5 rush yards. So here is – okay, so here is my prize pick props for this week. Like I said, I really like Jalen Cropper, and a, I did the receiving touchdowns, 0.5, so he just has to score one touchdown. He's the main option for Jake Hayner. I just think he'll get in the end zone against, you know, a lower competition. I said I like Parker Washington, and I see him getting more than 5.5 receptions. Same uh, prop as Malachi Corley last week. So we'll see if, uh, you know, I hit on that. C.J. Stroud, I like over the 29.5 fantasy points. Like I said, I think they're going to score a lot, and he's going to be involved in that a lot. John Reese Plumley is the new quarterback at UCF. He transferred from Ole Miss where he played some wide receiver. He's very mobile. He kind of fits what they want to do at UCF more, the 23 uh, points fantasy score. I think he gets that, especially with his rushing ability. So I did the over and with, and for Pitt with Israel Abitananda. I think I really like him this year. He's kind of one of the sleepers for me too in this class. Um, 52 and a half rush yards. I did the over. Uh, they do rotate running bats quite a bit, but I just think he's going to be able to get that number. So that that we went over the DFS, the uh, bets, the props, uh, some of the some of the games. So uh, so that's going to be it for this week. Um, just make sure because there's games Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sun Sunday, Monday. So so much college football this week. I'm so excited that it's back and it's going to be going to be great. So I hope everyone gets to catch some games this week. And make sure to uh, follow me on Twitter at HeyB3 and check out the IDP Guys uh, YouTube channel. And I will talk to you guys next week in a little um, – forgot to say this at the beginning. This will be coming out on Wednesday mornings moving forward every week. I know we've missed some weeks, but we're going to get that out every morning on Wednesday. So you have time to put in those lineups on Thursday and Friday and kind of listen and, and hear what I have to say about the different games coming up in everything and also on youtube video comment or on twitter you know dm me or you know tweet at me um anything that you want to be talked about maybe there's a player you really like and you want an opinion and we can talk about that in uh future, sh future shows so uh, i'll see you guys next wednesday <laughs>